Welcome to the Underdog Jets podcast with Wayne Corbett and Robbie Sabo. We are back, Jets fans. Welcome to the Underdog Jets podcast with Wayne Corbett. On this Wednesday after week three, a disappointing loss for the Jets. There's a lot of chatter out there. Fans are frustrated. We understand. And one man who I know was there for sure because I, I saw him with my the Zoom on my camera at midfield at halftime uh, helping celebrate Nick Mangold in the Ring of Honor is uh, number 80, Wayne Corbett. Hey, how's it going? I know it's a lot to talk about, you know, uh, based on uh, this past loss. But, uh, you know, there still are some positives. So let's let's have you start. I know you want to start on the negative. You're yep. talking about the defense. I got to get my Joe Benigno in me out quick. It, watching it in real time. Now, I watched the film afterwards. It wasn't as bad as I thought it was, but I didn't understand the defensive game plan coming in. I mean, this Jets defense, they're vanilla. They're not an aggressive defense. They rely on the front four, which has not been getting home. So I understand the mindset. Hey, let's blitz them. Let's be aggressive. But it's tough to do that against this quarterback. Elite quarterbacks in this league, if you blitz and the timing isn't right, he's going to shred you apart. And on pretty much almost 50% of the plays on that first series, they blitzed. It didn't work. They actually got down to a good situation, third and 12, third and goal at the 12-yard line. And four-man rush, but they, they gained it up front, a couple of stunts, and outside contain was broken. Burrow scrambled. I just didn't understand the game plan because I want to shorten the game. I want to give Burrow fewer opportunities. So play a shell, keep everything in front, and then play the red zone game. That's what I thought they were going to do. Did they perhaps outsmart themselves? I don't know. I'm still on the fence about that, but didn't understand it. It was disappointing. Yeah. Um, but, you know, good things coming at practice today. Zach Wilson is back, looks good, and uh, we'll see what you have to say on the positive side there. You should apply for the job. You know so much about it. You've been in the film room with the with the guys. Listen, they made I mean, a game plan. It mean, didn't too. work for the most part. But, uh, you know, they're trying to put pressure on the guy. But every time they close to getting to him, you know, he kicked out of it. Um, basically, that was the difference in the game between Flacco and Burrow. Burrow was able to kick out of the tackles and send the play where Flacco, you know, they got him. Um, you know, I can't, you know. I know people are complaining that Coach Sal is a defensive coach and philosophy and all that. But uh, like I said, it just didn't work. They're trying to rush the throws. Um, and based on coming in, I know he'd been sacked like 13 times in two games. So I, I thought they could get to him. But uh, that's, I think that's why Quinn Williams uh, and the coach got into it based on yeah. you know, the, the philosophy they were going with in the game. Yeah, I missed that. I did not even see it on the broadcast. Um, you see on social media? 
I didn't even see it, the video yet. No. Oh, they're screaming at each other, like pushing each other. You know what? I I don't mind it. They they push each other too. I mean, I don't mind the the fiery aspect of it. I want that out of my players and and coaches. I want that competitiveness. But in it, it's one of those things where I understand both sides. You know, Quinnen wants to get there in a four man conventional way. Salah has got to tell him, hey, we have a different game plan. We have a hierarchy here. We have a DC with a game plan. So I understand both sides, but you know. Quinnen, that touchdown, that first touchdown, third and 12, they did a stunt. Quinnen had outside contain and, and let Burrow break out. So, hey, I'd like to see that fieriness, but they just did not execute. Yeah, well, I think this week's going to be a lot different headed to Pittsburgh. Is uh, Trubisky still the quarterback? He's still the quarterback. Yeah. yeah. Well, actually, he's pretty mobile, too. He just doesn't have the uh, the weapons nor the uh, accuracy that someone like Burrow has. He's more of a game manager. Well, I'm sure they're going to go back and look at the film. Uh, I'm sure they're going to correct their mistakes and, and switch it up. Um, you know, they have to do something at this point. Uh, what we thought they were going to be, they're not obviously mm-hmm. yet, but they do have the talent. So um, let's move to the, uh, the Zach Wilson coming back. We don't need to talk about the offense. This didn't work out, but what is the feeling at camp about Zach Wilson coming back? Yeah, I mean, he looked good today. He was out there. Uh, I was at practice doing the individual drills before they kick us out before teams, but he looked good. No brace, nothing on the leg. Um, So I I think to your point with Flacco in this league, you got to have a guy who could move a little bit and listen, Flacco, you know, hats off to him for the Cleveland game, but Zach Wilson, as long as he progresses, he's going to be a big plus. Yeah, he is the quarterback of the future. I know they had the Mike White chance ready, but uh, yeah, at that point last week, if they did put Mike White in, it would just stir up another whole, you know, deal with now what are they going to do, you know, if Zach starts off slow. So they're better. They're better off being on the road at Pittsburgh uh, for him, his first start. This way he starts slow, which could happen. He's not up to game speed uh, yet. It could happen. Um, he's not going to hear the booze. He's not going to hear the Mike White chance. So I think it's a perfect Perfect situation uh, to go out there and, uh, you know, play another tough team, but certainly a winnable game. What do you think about the um, the tackle situation now that George Fant is out? So we know Beckton's done for the season. Dwayne Brown is still a week away. I think Dwayne Brown will come back next week. You know, they're hurting. And we saw Hendrickson kill them this past Sunday. What do you, what do you think that situation, uh, you know, how that's going to play out with Wilson coming back? I know they, they signed a uh, – new left tackle uh, who has like 20 or something starts, but uh, they just have to change to get the game plan, some quicker high percentage stuff. And they got to, you know, get the run going. I mean, that'll help the play action. I'll help everything. Uh, the fact that they don't have TJ Watt, I don't think he's back. Right. Um, it's certainly a plus, but they just have to just downsize, you know, the playbook. And the biggest thing we talk about, you're talking about third and long, third and they can't take negative plays and sacks and penalties on first down and stupid penalties. So um, you can't get in those situations third and 10 and above because it limits your playbook um, and your situations where you're going three and outs. Uh, and that's certainly, you know, they need to get in the rhythm fast uh, next week. Yeah. The, and that's another positive you hit on Zach Wilson. His release is his best, one of his best attributes. He's right. He's so fast with it. So hopefully he gets it in and out. LaFleur is going to do a lot of chipping on the outside, you know, with that wing running back look. You're going to leave tight ends in, 
perhaps to help on the left side. Uh, thank goodness Mitchell has been good on the right side. He, he's been, I mean, hasn't been an all pro by any means, but for a mid round offensive lineman has been really good. Uh, so Wilson coming back, no TJ Watt, you know, he, I think hopes are high and they should be. Gotcha. See a question from Edward Delgado is Garrett Wilson healthy. What did you see at camp? Yeah, he's fine. And that hit that he took, man, it was sort of a semi-hospital ball from Flacco. Yeah. But, you know, I know you thought probably thought that immediately too. But uh, it, it kind of – it was like the side – there was side rib cage. I kind of thought he got the wind knocked out of him at first. Yeah, I was actually – I missed that. Um, I you heard about it later. I was on the in the tunnel uh, getting ready for Nick Mangle's uh, yeah. Ring of Honor, uh, unique Ring of Honor speech. Um, we're hanging in there and – I know uh, I could hear the crowd cheering, but I wasn't sure what was going on. But uh, yeah, it was a, it was a nice day for Nick. If there was a positive of the day, he had a great speech. He broke out the beer. Yeah, did know. he did he dish those out to everyone else or no? No, nah, no, nah, he had it in his pocket, and then he you know, took a swig. I thought he was going to crush it, but he didn't. Yeah, but it was just nice to be around the um, the older guys. I guess I'm an older guy too. Uh, seeing those guys, it's been five years since Mawai was put in. Um, so, uh, it was nice to, to see them, um, you know, I know Boozer's struggling, uh, you know, with his knees and Wesley and his knees mm-hmm. and his back and gas. So this, I fell down the stairs trying to help out, uh, Boozer get out of his wheelchair, chasing my chapstick. I mean, like it was just, it's a train wreck up in the suite, but on the field, it was great to be out there. And, and the fans were awesome. The fans mm-hmm. were awesome. I appreciate everybody coming out for him. The old life of a retired NFL player. Oh my God, man! It was so it was it was a shit show. I mean, it, I, I it's so like funny. It. We we talked about radio before, like something a dumb radio host said before uh, we hopped on, and I remember a caller called into Mike Francesa once about a a controversial playoff game, and it's like, let's just reschedule it and start it at that moment the next day on Monday, and then. The caller doesn't realize that you feel like you were in a car wreck after the right. next game in right. football and you wanted to play the next day. Yeah, it's um, people don't get it. You know, I, I can't um, imagine getting in like five mini car crashes, you know, not complete head on, but you get banged around, your hips hurt, your joints hurt, you got a headache, uh, you're sore. Uh, imagine working out for three hours straight and you haven't worked out in in 10 years and how you'd feel the next day. Uh, That's kind of how it is. So people don't understand, but you know, I tear my hamstring watching the NFL combine. Actually, I was at the Jets uh, stadium last night for a punt pass kick competition. If you go on Tony Richardson, um, I think it's his uh, Instagram feed. You see two people pull hamstrings on the same 40 yard dash in jeans. It's bad, man. So people don't understand. Um, but uh, it is what it is. That's why these guys are professionals and get paid the big bucks. Let's see. Here we go. Uh, good evening, gentlemen. Robbie Wayne. Hope has been restored from Hawk. Well, thank you, Hawk. Uh, we need Corbett back on the field from Christopher. Who's that? Vatty? Christopher Vatty? What do you think, Wayne? This Sunday? It, it was nice being back on the field uh, for the ceremony. Um, but, uh, you know, it's not, a <laughs> didn't feel the same way the last time as the last time I was there when I played, but, uh, I'm, I'm happy watching and, uh, cheering for my team. Let's see here. Yeah, exactly. Someone says, Silv, establish the run. 
Zach going to be rusty? Yeah, Zach will probably be rusty, but the, the main thing with Zach is I want his in-between-the-ear stuff to be sound. So they need to establish the run for sure, but I'd also wouldn't mind if LaFleur did some quick stuff early, especially on early downs, first down, second down, to get him into a rhythm. Yeah, I know they've done everything they can this week to get him up to speed on the speed of the game. So uh, you can never, like, you know, mimic that, um, you know, in, in practice, certainly, or in preseason. So it's going to be tough um, initially, but they, if they can get the running game going, it's going to make a, a lot easier. We got a question from Sneakers to Boots. Wayne, value your locker room insight. What the heck do you think is going on behind closed doors? Hey, listen, it's, it's a gut check. These guys are looking at each other. Um, and at this point, you know, they need to support each other, offense and defense and vice versa. You can't have, um, you know, a divided locker room. Um, it's only been three games uh, against three really good opponents. Yeah. And they come out and win this week. And, um, you know, they're back even. So, uh, yeah, I'm sure at this point, you know, like you said, they're looking at each other and say, listen, it's early. We need to kind of put our big boy boots on and, uh, you know, get out there and get a win on the road. Yeah, and I do like what DJ Reed did, um, you know, speaking his mind in the in the public this week, saying we got to get things straight. The miscommunication has to get straightened out. Uh, Sauce Gardner, he's been as good as advertised, even better than what I saw in August. You know, you just looked at him, you saw what he could do, how he could move his, his height. Incredible. But there has been some pre-snap stuff, and he's a rookie. It's going to happen, but uh, it's not just sauce. It's, it's the defense. So the fact that Reed said that publicly is a good good sign, in my opinion. Yeah, he's tremendous talent. Um, and you think about him, he, he will turn and face the quarterback uh, at the last second to get a good eye on the ball. So he's going to get some picks doing that, especially if there's some un- underthrows. But uh, yeah, he's the real deal. I know, um, you know, it's, it's communication with the safety on his side. You know, that struggled with that a little bit, but you know that comes with time, repetition. So um, I'm excited that we have him. Yeah. Said uh, somebody said if it's a bad year, uh, do we go after Sean Payton? Listen. Yeah. Joe Douglas and Coach Sal are, are going to be here next year. I really don't think, you know, unless, unless they don't win a game the rest of the year, it's, they have to consider something, but it's not going to be the case. The, those guys are, you know, building a, a great team from the ground up, doing well, pre, um, you know, in the free agencies. So uh, let's not get the, uh, you know, Coach Salah talk, you know, going because there's no need for it. Yeah, and listen, if either of us, you know, questions anything like strategy or game – what has happened over the last two years or a year and change since Salah came in the building, the atmosphere, the talent is drastically different. So yeah. not all head coaches come in the same shape and size. And in my eyes, Salah does the harder parts better, but you can't see those parts until the results come through, like the culture, the, the, the communication, the, um, relationships all that stuff that's really tough to do when building a football program but you know if i criticize strategy i guarantee you they're doing it to themselves as well so yeah. um don't go crazy with sean payton besides i i'm sure cowboys fans are yeah. tripling that talk right now so so there's two comments here uh from hawk i really hope lafleur doesn't have him throw 50 times we need him to get the run going and then ledger killer says need to actually get a lead first 
capital letters for more than 22 seconds. Yes, you can't get behind and be only leading for 22 seconds out of three games. Uh, and they've been slow starters. But um, like I said, I think LaFleur's starting to see what kind of weapons he has in um, Brees Hall and Michael Carter. Um, they start off running the ball well. I don't know why they get away from it. Yeah. Um, and obviously, they need to get Braxton Burris and these jet sweeps and yeah. uh, you know screens to these guys and let them run with the ball. High percentage throws, but obviously any one of these guys, um, the interior guys, can, can make big plays after the catch. Yeah, I mean, the, the real positive on offense so far, you know, without Zach Wilson is you could see LaFleur's DNA, his scheme DNA coming through. Like, they're imposing their will and running it when the defense yeah. knows the run's coming. So they've run the ball really well. They've, you know, they've ran it really well. They just have been put in situations where they can't do it. Yeah, like I said, it's just they need to – scrap what they were doing uh you know and just re restart with zach um you know because it's not the same game plan that you would have a flack or that you would have zach i mean i don't know how mobile he is but from what he said and i've seen he said he's 100 percent. yeah so getting out of the pocket is part of his game uh, so hopefully that's in the game plan i think he's good and you know what was interesting is when garrett wilson went out of the game the separation really lacked downfield you know i think he's really important to this offense yeah i mean <laughs> he can make a lot of things happen oh and they all can i mean collectively like i said you got four really good receivers that all kind of do different things um but um i think maybe zach will spread it around a little bit more i know he's early in the season it was a lot of Corey davis and then later on in the year it was elijah braxton yeah but uh yeah uh, zach and uh, garrett need to get on the same page uh quickly i'm sure they're working extra in practice uh because zach's you know garrett's gonna bail zach out a lot he just needs to give the kid a, a can a chance and throw it up there what, what could happen yeah pass interference you know, that's the thing. That's the thing. To just throw it deep. You have to stretch the field if the defense is crowding you and they're on their toes, especially in today's game, because you're rewarded big time if you go down the field, even if you don't complete it. You know, DPIs, uh, you get the defense thinking. But LaFleur hasn't been able to do that, especially in the first game when there was no time uh, in the pass pro. Yeah, there's no time. I mean, what do they say? Um, the first week, flat, it's like 2.5 seconds in their back or whatever it is. It takes that long just to drop back, let alone drop back and throw. Yeah. So they can't get down the field. So go go with your weapons. Barrios, check sweet. Inside guys. I mean, screen, whatever you can just to get some first downs and um, then go deep and just give the defense a rest. I'd expect a lot of Barrios, yeah. a lot of Barrios, jet sweep this week to, to take pressure off the O line. Yeah. So looking at more of these questions, yeah, LaFleur is creative, more concerned with the defense problems. Yeah, I think more people are concerned with the defense right now, I think, because they see the potential with the uh, with the offense. And, uh, you know, like I said, I think Zach's the guy. Um, he has some rapport with some of these receivers, and I'm sure he's working hard with, with Garrett in practice. But um, if, if you had a look at everything, um, you'd have to say it's up front. On both sides of the ball. Um, and Check I think they're both, both fixable. K Crypto Guapo. I don't know if he's trolling. Flacco should stay the starter. What say you, number 80? Why should he stay the starter? He did it. He, he's serviceable. He did a good job, but, you know, he's, he's just a game manager. Um, I just wanted to get you going a little bit. Now, one ounce of me 
wants Joe Flacco or Mike White in there. I'm all in on uh, Zach Wilson. That's not just me being a homer. I just know how much better um, he is than, than those other two guys, especially at their point. In his the career. ceiling, folks. The ceiling. Like, if you unlock Zach Wilson with what he has, with that, especially with that quick release, it's unlimited what the yeah. offense could do. Yeah. So, like I said, don't stop the nonsense. Don't go, on my, don't go on my feeds and say, uh, Wayne, talk to, you know, coach and tell him to put Flacco in. It's Zach Wilson. Uh, it'll it'll be until I see different. So uh, we'll see. Uh, you're not going to get him. You're not going to get him all uh, in a frenzy, folks, no matter how hard you try. Okay. Steven Angle, Mims replacing Davis would actually be better. That makes no sense. Corey Davis is a big per, uh, big pickup for them. He makes catches. Uh, he has drops in the worst situations, the easy ones, but he makes really good catches. But I can't see why they wouldn't give Mims some kind of chance. Um, just just get him out there. Somebody, somebody's got to get it going, and then you just play the hot hand. So um, Flacco can handle Blitzburg defense. No, he can't. See, Flacco, he's a traditional seven-step drop quarterback. He loves to hold on to the ball and try to make a play downfield. Yeah. And that that that's counter to today's NFL. Like over the last ten years, the NFL's gone where Flacco is not. It go it's going in opposite direction. So that's it's tough. Yeah, like I said, people are saying uh, Flacco the statue. Some people are saying that guys on the TV are saying use Flacco. If if Zach was not a hundred percent, if he was not ninety percent, I would say you keep Flacco in there. Just hopefully. He manages the game, takes the air out of the ball, you know, long drives and, and just can can win it with a low scoring game. But they can't they're not going to win scoring 17 points, 20 points. Mm. They, they're going to need to score more until this defense gets uh, gets its act together. Uh, here we go. Let's see. Willie Cologne. I didn't realize this. Willie Cologne, former Jet, said that Flacco should play against Pittsburgh. I don't know. I didn't hear that from him, so I'm Neither not did I. make believe that, that he did, just in case he didn't. That was from PCR. We see you, PCR, trying to stir the pot. All right, so <laughs> Delgado again. Do you think starting the game off against the Sears with a zone read, read option offense would help create some rhythm? No, you can't have Zach running. <laughs> you got to do whatever you can to uh, make it easy on him. We don't want him doing a, you know, Running the, the the read option and RPO, all that stuff. You got to just smash it up the middle. The that's in the middle. that's an in your back pocket type play. Yeah, when you have to have it later in the game. Yeah, I, mean, I like I like the thought process, but yeah. yeah, not first play. I think first play. I I want to see Barrios jet motion to get east west help right. that O line. Yeah, um, and like you said, smash it. Use that east west and run the ball. Yeah, like I said, they're saying a couple people said uh, Flacco. Like I said, that's interesting. They win with Flacco. Listen, they were five or six plays from winning that game last week. I'm not saying they can't. They can't win with Flacco with that game plan that they had last week. That's what I'm saying. I say Flacco can't win. I'm saying with that game plan that they had in, he's not. They're not going to win with him. Mm -hmm. And just with Zach, I think you could open up the playbook a lot more. A lot more with the the things he can do, the talent he has. That's what I'm saying. I'm not saying they can't win Flacco. I'm just saying, with that game plan, 
even if it'll be tough for Zach to win that game plan, but Flacco can still win. But I just think Zach Wilson, the ceiling, like you said, is so much higher. Yeah. You're more limited in terms of what you could do as an offense with Flacco. It's, and it's not about, you know, veteran quarterback play. It's about playbook. And if, as long as Wilson is okay in between the ears, because that's Wilson's, and I'm not, I'm not saying he's a mental case or anything, but playing quarterback in the NFL is incredibly difficult. And as long as he's feeling confident and he gets off to a good start, you know, you have a good shot of getting rolling there. Yeah. So TD Took said, both Willie Clone Bar, Bar uh, Scott said it on the postgame show. Okay. Um, that Zach shouldn't be put against the defense that pits where that splits heavy. Listen, it, it, they've blitzed. Joe Flacco, and he can't get away. He can't get the ball off, and he's just taking sacks. There's no chance of him kicking out or getting out of there and extending the play. At least Zach can do that. And See, then, like, you know, that, I don't know. I wonder what his completion percentage was, Zach, against the Blitz. You know, yeah. a good question. That would but, be uh, interesting. Yeah, and he can get out of there if he needs to. Right. And, but in the way I look at it, too, is his release is so much quicker. He doesn't mind three-stepping out. Flacco, that's not his game. So yeah. I just don't get that at all. I like this comp. And uh, Fendi 007, we paid our tight ends for a reason. Yes, I said one of the, the, the some of the biggest moves they made in the offseason was picking up Conklin and Zuma. Um, just from playing you know, a lot of fantasy and, and seeing what they did for their teams, these guys can catch. They can run with the ball after the catch. Very good in the red zone. So I know they've thrown a Conklin a little bit. But, yeah, we paid them for a reason. Uh, and like I've said before, a tight end is a young quarterback's best friend. So hopefully they get put into the game plan. Siobhan Chu, thank you for the super chat. I didn't even realize we had that on. Uh, good, good job there. Uh, Siobhan Chu says, feels like Zach gets a lot of hate from this fan base. Uh, I don't know. Well, you go to the stadium, there's an awful lot of number two jerseys out there. Uh, I just think you can't blame him for what happened last year or, you know, what's happened these first three games. I mean, it's a clean slate with him. Let's see how he does. Give him a, give him a week, give him two weeks, let him get up to speed. It's um, the life of an NFL quarterback too. Yeah. The jury is not out on him. He's, he's, yeah. he's young. I mean, how many games has he started? The 10? Yeah. Maybe a couple more, but not a full season yet. Yeah. So you can't, you know, you can't be hating on Zach. Yeah. But when he's in there, he plays hard. You know, he's, he's doing everything he can. He's just a young kid. Um, just needs to get in, in groove with LaFleur. And like I said, don't don't hate on him. He's a good kid. He's good for New York. He's good for the Jets. And I think everybody will see that. Yeah, I mean, the real evolution of this team starts now for the next 14 games from Hawk. Pass rushers in this era will feast on pocket quarterbacks, James D. And I think that's a good point. It really is. You know, th- the way this game is with the rules, pocket quarterbacks, they're not extinct. They never will be extinct. But you want perfect scenario. You want your pocket quarterback, pass first quarterback to be mobile. Yeah, it's just, you know, it's it's a different game. Um, you just need a specific kind of line for, you know, passing quarterbacks and mobile quarterbacks. So, mm-hmm. Um, like I said, the game plan is going to be different from last week. I think it's going to be more suited towards Zach Wilson's style, which I think the play calling has been for him. Only had the wrong quarterback in there. Yep. All right, folks. Last couple questions. Get them in. 
Uh, Brian Flores now with the Steelers D has a little insight on Zach. I mean, yes and no. I, I wouldn't read too much. I wouldn't think that will play too much into it. I think that's overrated at times. But yeah, he, he is there now. Um, how about those Dolphins, though, and Tua? What do you think of Tua and the, what the Dolphins are doing? Um, I thought he was talented, but, uh, you know, the way he's playing, you know, the statistics he's putting up. But um, someone said, uh, what did the guy say on the, on the ESPN this morning? For those who think he's the next, uh, you know, Pat Mahomes or Josh Allen. Yeah, Josh Allen was. He's more like, a you know, a, a Dak Prescott kind of player who's a very yeah. good quarterback. I don't know. I mean, they keep winning. He keeps getting, you know. Throwing a ball at Waddle and um, Tyreek Hill. Yeah, they got weapons. That's a nasty combination. Yeah, I do like their coaching staff too, but we'll see. You know, sometimes we get ahead of ourselves. At this point last year, everyone thought Sam Darnold was the next Joe Montana and the Carolina Panthers were the next dynasty. And there's no pressure on the Dolphins. There's no pressure on the Dolphins at all. Everybody's looking at from uh, the Bills come out of the East and and to go to the Super Bowl for the AFC. So, Good for them. Uh, you know, it's going to be tough when we play them, but hopefully that we're, you know, kind of gelling and, and going forward, you know, with some wins before we actually have to uh, go down there and play them. Agreed. Let's end on this. Jonathan Richter, I can't wait to see Waddle and Hill, Tyree Kill against DJ Reed and Sauce. Yeah, that should be good. Yeah. Uh, they might need a little help, uh, you know, down the field. Um, you know, it's going to be tough to hold these guys for, for a whole game. But uh, I think they're both up to the challenge. Um, at this at this point, we just need to get some pressure or whatever, however they could do it on, on on the quarterback, and we'll have a better shot. All right, Jets fans, check us out on iTunes, JetX Mobile on the App Store, Google Play, JetsXFactor.com. Use discount code 80. Get your free signed 8x10 Winkerbet photographed pictures. I actually mailed out a couple yesterday uh, to a couple different subscribers. Going like hotcakes, of course, always. And, of course, on YouTube, share this video, like it, all that good stuff. Wayne, uh, take us home. Yeah. Uh, like I said, it was a, that was a tough week. But we get to start again, uh, uh, you know, this week and with, our, with our quarterback, you know, our, our, our main quarterback. So I appreciate everybody. Tons of people in here asking questions. We try to get to as many of them as possible. So maybe we'll look to do more live shows. I think the fans really like that. And uh, – Hopefully this time next week, we're celebrating a big Jets victory. Absolutely. All right, Jets fans, we'll see you next week.